Hey guys, welcome to our wonderful podcast, Confessions of a Pastor's Kid, a.k.a. PK. Now, we created this podcast so pastor's kids everywhere can share their story and debunk some of the common misconceptions about what it means to be a PK, all the while telling their very real stories in hopes that a PK somewhere will realize that they are not the only ones dealing with their struggles. This is going to be a very interesting journey, and we hope that you can stay with us the whole way there. Let's get going. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us again to Confessions of a PK. I am so glad you guys have gone on this journey with us. And right now I'm going to turn it over to my brother, um, Sam, and he's going to take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I am so excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I am so excited. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cringe. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the uh, same thing. He did something stupid, just like that. The first episode, too. <laughs> no, the first episode, he goes, "Hi, hi," and then we're just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> we, oh my goodness, we're we gonna keep going. Hey, no oh, I'm just my, mad that he my, said, my, "Yeah, my, yeah, my yeah." My name is Sam. My name is Sam, and I am excited. Uh, this is our final episode for season one of Confessions of a Pastor's Kid. Um, we've done, this is our 13th episode, and uh, it's been such a great journey. So we just wanted to wrap it up and talk about our experience and what we've learned and what next year will look like for us. So um, we're super excited. We're super stoked. But let's begin, as always, with a word of prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, gracious God, we are so amazed at your at the, at the blessing and favor you have for us, Lord, uh, that we can come together and laugh and cry and just share our emotions with each other as we talk about life and we do community with each other, Lord. Lord, let this conversation be appropriate to your name. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So. To kind of set the stage, we were able to um, talk to, you know, with Asia and, and Carmita aside that we already knew, we were able to talk to, actually, we knew some of these people, so I guess I can include Asia and Carmita, but we were able to talk to quite a few people and we were able to learn so much from people from all different walks of life. You know, um, we talked to, um, we talked to, People who are black, we Asians, we talk to people who are Middle Eastern, we talk to people who are white, you know, um, and all of them have one thing in common. They were all pastors kid. And and I I know Doctor is looking at me because I said Asians. We didn't have any Asians on here, you know. Um, but <laughs> my wife's name, you I know, right? I looked at Asia, I'm like, we have some Asians on here. Um, but oh. I, so so to kind of, didn't get it. Let me let me. It's a creeper. It's a creeper joke. Um, so let me kind of go through the list of what we had. So the first episode was us kind of set the table for what the, the season will look like. And it was uncut. It was uncut and it was long, I know. But that we was apologize. That's what <laughs> happens. When, that's what happened when you get a Sephora case around. We go this crazy. Is very true. Um yeah. And then we had Asia and Carmita, my my wonderful sisters-in-law. My or sister, is it sisters-in-law or sister-in-laws? 
Right. Actually, I don't know. Sisters. I had that thought too. His sisters in law. Okay, I would he, assume so. He, he's a language person here. No. Um, and then he's like, "Don't call him on that." And then we had Jed and Ed, who we've known since. Well, I've known since they were tiny. The <laughs> With Jed, I've known since, and I've known them since I was tiny. Yeah. So, um, and then we spoke but with Rhoda. Wait, what, Jude? He's still not tiny anymore. But he ain't tiny no more. No, he ain't tiny no more. Um, and then we talked to Rhoda. We talked to Cameron. We talked to Hadley, Precious, Ashley, Mo. Mo was so good. We had to do her episode twice. Uh, not parts. that, not that other people were not good. Uh, I want to like, yeah, uh, I I can, <laughs> just just kind of mosey on. Let's mosey on past it. Just mosey, mosey on past it. Then we had Nana, and then we ended with Erica. Well, and we're gonna end today with us. But hey, so I want to throw this question to you guys. Yep. And by you guys, I mean the people I'm talking to. Now you guys listening, because y'all mm-hmm. can't answer me. Um, what have you learned since since Thanksgiving 2020? Holy smokes, that is when we brought it <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> well, well, te- technically, we started recording before that, but yeah. yeah. Wow, that's been a while, huh? Yeah. I, I want to go first because my mic keeps cutting out and you people suck. Um, <laughs> I think this is your mic that sucks at this point. Is it? Or maybe you yes. suck. I don't know. Yeah, oh. Can I talk? Can I talk? I mean, can you? Can you talk? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the Sephora's <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> One question's taking like a day. All okay. right, go ahead, Jude. Okay. Um, one thing that I definitely learned, you know, when we did the first. Well, that's episode, what I asked you. Yes. Oh God! <laughs> don't use God's name in vain. Yeah, There's don't. No better. Covers all sins. Um, <clears throat> one thing that I definitely learned in the first episode, as you noticed, like we all really kind of talked about how hard life was. Man, we struggled. We went through a lot. And then we had people come through and just like, wait, hold up. You went through that? (laughs) You went through that? Holy smokes. That is so true. I mean, so mind you, there were some people that I do feel like, yes, they went through a lot. But, you know, we we were able to kind of like, yeah, you know, we, we definitely understand where you're coming from. But then there were some people who told us things which is like, I don't know where you're coming from. <laughs> like, I don't know how to relate. <laughs> yeah. It's, but uh, yeah, I, I think that, that's one thing that I, I definitely took out of it. I mean, I've always known there that there are people who go through worse things than we went through. And I know that there are people who can also relate to what it is that we went through. But hearing it firsthand, I think it does something different. For me... Yeah. I definitely learned how to appreciate the journey because, you know, where you started, it's not where you're going to end up. You know, like you said, a lot of these stories that we heard, we're like, oh, what we went through was it's basically nothing compared stuff. to what they went through, you know, but um, like everybody has their own journey. And I really appreciated what they said because it basically told me to um to keep on going because, you know, no matter what you've been through, you're always going to get to the other side, no matter what. Yeah. So my thoughts are actually a little different. Um, for me, the one of the things I learned, because this is something that I saw throughout the entire thing. I remember even before we started recording for the actual show, we came together and we kind of did like a, a, a mock um 
uh, almost like a dress rehearsal almost. Yeah. And Samuel, you brought up some statistics where you said one of the reasons why um, a lot of preachers kids tend to walk away from the faith because they couldn't make the faith their own. Yeah. And that's exactly what every single PK did when they like they came on and mm-hmm. they had one idea and then they finally made the faith their own. And then that was the transition that changed things like dramatically. Yeah. For them. And I, that was the biggest thing that's like every single person I came on has literally said at first it was like this. And then I made my faith my own. And then everything changed. That, 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 that was the biggest thing that I learned. Like every, it's almost like every single, I don't know if it's every Christian or every single PK, but every single PK we've talked to so far has gone through that where they had to make their faith their own. Yeah. And you got, you guys all kind of hit it all on the head. And for me, um, this may sound a little cheesy, and you know, being a parent, and I know, you know, Drew, you're a parent on here too. Um, and I know the two of you are coming up, if not soon. Um, <laughs> might already be there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you want to say, Drew? I mean, there you go. Look, if I'm going to say it, it ain't going to be on here. You best believe it. <laughs> we, are, right. we are apologizing. This that yeah. was so funny. Daniel is disgusting. Daniel, you are gross. Keep those things to yourself. Talking about baby. What? Talking about baby. What are you talking about, Jude? Jude, you're the gross one for going with you. Yeah, you're the gross one. Come on. No, 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 no. Hold on. It's the way that he said it. There might already be one. (laughs) Come on. Well, anyway. It's called leaving everybody guessing. We have to cut that part out. No, we're not cutting any part out. Um, but uh, for me, for me, actually, the, the thing that I really notice is the importance of having parents who understand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I, I really learned from all these PKs, we all, every single PK, every one of them, all talked about feeling some kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that were not PK but grew up in a PK home, mm-hmm. all even felt the pressure to be perfect, the pressure to be involved, the pressure to do this, the pressure to do that. And not a single one of them said the pressure came from their parents. Yeah. Right. And for me, that was that was awesome because that's one thing I thought we were very unique in. We thought we thought our parents never pressured us to do anything. But then you talk to all these other people and we realize that pastors don't pressure your kids to do anything. Now, you can take that anywhere you want. You can take it up, you know, you can say some pastors, you know, I guess against some pastors, but the ones we t- we spoke with anyways, you know, um, so it was very interesting for me to 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 realize the impact that parents, the, the parents who were pastors had on their kids. And even the ones that, quote unquote, didn't have their biological parents being pastors, even if there's your uncle or their, you know, whatever it is they were, their cousin, whatever, they still kind of enjoy this this parental protection mm-hmm. from from on high and it was really cool so let me ask you this quick question now yes Dorcas well I wanted to say like to be piggyback off of what you just said that I don't think that people understand the power like 
we gave a, preacher's kids like sometimes we give a lot of people power over us like to speak into our lives you know to where the pressure then sets in so mm-hmm. it's like like the bible always says like words are definitely powerful they're seeds and they can definitely, if you allow it to really affect you, it can shape, you know, how you see life and how you see people and then how you that. see the church. That might be um, a difference in opinion um, per person, because I know for me personally, I literally just went by mom and dad because they didn't mm-hmm. pressure us. Well, that is true. If whatever anybody else said, like, I'm literally the shrug my shoulders type of dude. I've had people tell me, Daniel, you should do this. Ah, probably not. Like this, I'm, I'm the shrug. I'm just that. I'm, I'm that dude. Where <laughs> it I definitely does. I don't care what you say to me, because I'm, if I have an idea of what I want to do, if I have a vision, if I have uh, a mission, I'm going to go that direction or whatever you say. I mean, it doesn't really it's not going to uh, pressure me to do anything. So I always went by mom and dad because they didn't pressure us. And so um, I personally never really allowed anybody to try and pressure me. Cool. It's um, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to start from like the 30,000 foot view and bring it in. But so we, we, we interviewed quite a few people. Mm-hmm. What, which one of those people stood out to you? Now I'm not saying that because you're saying this person stood out to you, this person didn't. But like looking back, which one of those do you guys feel like I personally got something from this? Do we person? have to pick just one? No, you have to pick one, but because I have two. Okay. And I think you guys might know um, Mo, Hey Girl, Hey, and Rhoda, because I'm telling you, their stories really did like speak out to me and and it's more so like what they did with um with what they went through you know like um we all know mo went through a lot but then she's telling us all of this and she's smiling and she's bubbly and it's i was looking at her like wait what because this like the thing she went through would have broken like somebody who was ordinary but one thing that she did was she allowed god to really take over and transform her god i ain't average (laughs) you know like she literally allowed god to transform her from the inside out where Mm. she listened to him if she had to go away on a retreat where it's just her and god she did it you know, and that's why she's able to say the thing that she says now. And with Rhoda, too, like her perseverance, her um, her diligence, her education, um, well, apart from education, her, um, what's the word? I lost the word. But it's like after giving her life to Christ, you know, she also allowed God to transform her. And she lets people know, and people don't really see her on social media, um, but she lets people know that she's not perfect, but, you know, she's always striving daily, you know, to please God and not to please people. Mm. One thing that Rhoda, she does not try to please people. It's more so I'm going to please God. And if God is happy, I don't care what anybody else froze. says. Did you freeze up or that was just me? Just you. That was just me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Darkest. I guess I'll go next. And then actually, you know what? I don't want to go last, so. I'll go next. Um, I I we think don't, why like why I, I don't know. All right, go ahead. I'll go ahead, Jude. I know you want to say something. Oh, no, 
no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll talk after you. Okay. Um, so yeah, almost everyone, every one of those people that we spoke with really spoke to me. And but I think for me, I because of my line of work, I work in multicultural. So I'm 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 very fascinated about the differences between us as cultural differences, but also looking at different cultures and what brings us together. So the one person, the two people actually, but the one person that really, you know, spoke was Hadley, right? To talk to, and I'll name it, to talk to a white pastor's kid and yet still connect with her on so many different things. Now for her, I knew her dad, Right. Her dad was my professor. I know her. She goes to my school and and um, seeing her on campus. She's just kind of adorable, young lady. Amazing. Just so innocent and 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 what have you. And to and to listen to her and to hear her share some of the frustrations. Right. That 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 she's felt. You know, her dad is an Azurian pastor and she goes to an Azurian school. And oh, by the way, she's one of the, she's, she served as a director for spiritual life for our student body, right? So everything about Nazarene, she stands. Is Samuel frozen? Yes. Hear her. Samuel, you were frozen the whole time. That. Sorry, I you were frozen. frozen. Yes. Yeah. So I think because. Oh man. I think it's because you recorded from a different location. So for all of you guys listening, <coughs> you know, has to. He's currently at home. Usually, he, you know, he records. Uh, yeah. In this office. Office, but right this now, he's a great parent. He's an awesome parent. Making Come sure on. His daughter is taking. Ten out of ten. Well, I would recommend him. So you know what, Dan? So when you when you're editing, they just cut the part where I started talking. All the way to now, and you go answer the question. Go ahead and answer the question, dude. Well, we're not gonna edit. People are just gonna hear you. We were uh, we do that. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, you have an iPhone? My, my daughter's on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. That if you can hear talking, it's well. No, 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 no. I, I just I thought. But um, I would say the two people that I I definitely took some stuff away from. I would agree with you that Hadley is, is one of my people too. I think it was interesting being able to gain so much from her perspective, especially being that we're black and she's white, but mm-hmm. we were able to make such a, a huge connection with her. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably why it stood out so much to me that I'm just like, hmm, it's not. And, t- and to be honest, I'm taking it even further. Being that she's white and we are African, yeah. I feel like that's, that's an even bigger gap. Mm-hmm. white and black to be honest um, because there's so many things that traditionally we do culturally. We, culturally let me put it that way that culturally we understand and do that would never ever be seen done in a white church or done by uh, Caucasian people but for her to you know to kind of like explain hey this is this is what I go through today. This is what I have to deal with. Mm. And I was still really able to make that connection mm. so, so clearly. I think it really helped her episode stand out for me. Mm. And another one, I actually do have two other episodes. And 
it's it's kind of obviously Mo's like you know we 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 I honestly I think everyone who ever listened to our yeah Mo wins <laughs> you will gain so much information about how you how whatever faith yeah your perseverance oh and then also understanding that whatever it is that you're going through there a hundred percent is a light at the end of that tunnel that light at the end of the tunnel is Jesus a hundred percent yeah yeah so obviously Mo's on the list, but other people that stood up. I, I thought I know who you're gonna say. Me too. Mm-hmm. Cameron. Cameron. Nah, I was, I, I, was gonna, oh. I was gonna say Jed and Ed. Okay. Okay. Well, here's, why. here's why. Growing up, Durkis, you can attest. Daniel, you can attest. Samuel, you probably won't care. But <laughs> <laughs> but um. Growing up, if we ever ran into a problem where mom and dad would be like, I said, no, you will not do this. We're just like, hmm, how can we get them to say yes? So that- far, <laughs> <laughs> So for us, knowing that, oh, Jed and Ed went, did this, we could be like, yeah, but Pastor Dakwa lets Jed and Ed do it. And then all of a sudden, we just be like, okay, I'll consider it. Like, <laughs> You know, so like that—that's one of the reasons why I feel like I made such a huge connection because like our lives are so similar, and they've even told us this in other conversations that they also use us <laughs> as like reasons or excuses to be able to do stuff. Yeah, but that, they sometimes ask us, "Hey, what do you what do you do about this?" And then when we tell them, we be like, "Okay, I know what to say the next time you know this situation arises." And I yeah. Think- I made such a uh, an uh, an easy connection with what they were saying because we've always been close. Like we've always at least tried to be close. We've always tried to, you know. Yeah, it's basically family. Vice versa. Yeah. Well, that's I mean I, I do care. I do care because you know, like I said, I've known not so much Ed. By more Jed, uh, I've known him like literally. I was in the same house when he came. Like you know, I know him. Yeah. I know him when he was a baby. I've I've held him when he was a baby. You know, so um, and 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 I've and I've kind of grown around him. And there, there's there's him and Nana. I did one because I also knew Nana. I mean, I haven't known Nana since she was a baby, but I remember, I remember very clearly having a very interesting conversation with Nana um, in Ghana. Don't put her business out here. At Odeon. No, she was like five. Um, Had a conversation with her. And then I remember, I remember having a conversation with her too um, when we came to America for the first time we were, I don't know if you, you guys probably yeah, I remember that when we used to trek every weekend to New York. Yep. Oh, and we listen and, to CC Winus all the way there and back. Jersey uh, Church in the morning, New York Church on, at night. Yeah, yeah. So go to G- Jersey in the morning and New York at night, and so yeah, it. it I remember having some conversations with her because I think she came out to visit or something, and um, I remember her asking me some questions about. I w- we can talk offline about it, but it was very interesting. Uh, so, so I've known, I've known them, and I've, I'm, I'm very proud of the men and women mm-hmm. 
they've grown up to be. Um, so proud of them um, for, for you know, I think basically they, all of them have in their field what we call terminal degrees, advanced degrees. Yeah. You know, um, Jed, and Jed has an MBA, right? Actually, I don't know. Oh, I okay. thought it was account- accounting or something like that, wasn't it? Okay, but he went financial for his advisor. master's, right? He's financial advisor. So that's pretty good. Uh, I know um, Nana just completed her MBA, mm-hmm. which is an advanced degree in her field. Yeah. The same thing with uh, Ed, who has a JD. Technically, can be called a doctor, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> it's just really, really cool to 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 watch them grow. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm pretty cool stoked. that... Though we are like we grew up together, um, and we can still be as close as we are, still, like, even though some of us are approaching 30 <clears throat> and all of that, we're still like as close as we were, like, from when we were, you know, shout out to Ed, Jed and Ed when we had the sleepovers, <laughs> and the mommy would just basically leave us alone. <laughs> Whenever Jed and I came around, in all honesty, we did not know where our parents were. Couldn't because... be contained. Well, yep. Jed, Jed, Jed is a cheater. He used to cheat at FaceTime. Face Everybody Jed... cheated that night. Okay. Except for me. Except for me. They didn't cheat either. Okay, you didn't cheat. That's true. <laughs> Everybody cheated except for me and you. Dude, you cheated. You definitely <laughs> were sitting on some cards. I, I knew I cheated, but I had to call other people for cheating too. Who, who are you calling out? Ed was you get the plank oh, out of your Ed, own eye first. Yeah, I cheat. I cheated too. <laughs> Ed, Ed was the first one that we knew was cheated because she moved and we saw the cards that she clearly was she's not good at cheating. She was, oh, she had been cheating that entire game. But do uh, you want do, do you want her to be good at cheating? She's a lawyer. <laughs> we can't say that. <laughs> not good. All right, Daniel. Oh, okay. Um, so it's hard to pick a specific person. I know it's really hard, but, mm-hmm. but I actually will have to go with um, Hadley mm. because, and this kind of goes back to the whole making your faith your own and the whole thing with pressure. Uh, she said something while we were speaking with her and she said that at first she kind of thought that, you know, being in ministry meant kind of being a pastor or preaching or, you know, mm-hmm. do something along those lines. But she said that you can, she found out that ministry kind of has a ridiculous amount of branches. You can uh, have yeah. a ministry in singing. You can have a ministry in literally just giving to charity. You can, you know what I mean? And yeah. so when she kind of found her own Thing. And and this is just, and again, this goes back to the whole making your faith your own. And that's why I really liked speaking with everybody because they got to that one point and they said, I can be a Christian. I can do ministry. I can, you know, do something in the house of God, but it doesn't have to be exactly what everybody's looking for mm. me to do. Mm-hmm. I can do what it is that I love to do. If you love to sing, I can, you know, you can sing if you just, there are people who are just really good at giving. Like some people are just really good at that. So then they know that they can give to a whole bunch of charities and things like that. Um, and so for, for me, that that's why hers kind of stood out to me because she actually specifically said, hey, I can do ministry in these other ways and went for it and had that vision and um, had that focus for it. So for me, that's why hers really stood out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely Hadley, Hadley stood out to me, just encouraged by her. And and it was really cool for me to be able to hear her talk. I also really enjoyed Cam, Cameron. Yeah. Um, 
Mm. You know, talking about going through stuff. He was, I think he was sort of the first PK we spoke with who didn't really fit the PK mode. Like, your parents are what? Divorced? You can do that as a pastor? You know? As a Christian? Yeah, right. that is true. You can divorce as a Christian? Right. So it was like, oh, you can do that. And 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 him kind of wading through those, through those waters and, you know, this weekend I'm with my mom, so I'm not a PK this weekend. And the next weekend I'm with my dad and I'm a PK. And like he pick and choose. Exactly. The identities, you know, almost, you know, in my line of work, we call we, we call something a TCK, right? A third culture kid. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a kid who doesn't fit one specific culture. So what they do is they create their own culture. Like the four of us can be considered third culture. Um, more so me because I was 17 years ago when we came to America. Uh, so when I go around my American friends, it's like, oh, there's the African. But when I go around my African friends, it's like, oh, you've been oh, in America so America. long that you're American. So <laughs> yeah. they don't fit one Mold. size. So they create their own third culture. That's why we have third culture kid. So, so for Cameron, he reminds me of that in that... You know, one weekend, you just live in freakish. You know, he talked about he didn't really go to church when he was with his mom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only when he goes to church when he's with his dad. So it's like this kind of ident- two identities in one person. And then the story about her grom- his grandma, you know, just, mm-hmm. just rocked me. You know, just... Did he actually record that? Yeah, what we do got- I got one on the episode, yeah. Yeah, we got one on the episode. Yeah, he recorded that. The first person that we talked to that told us something that we all were like, huh? Like, like, everybody, and like, not to say that the people we talked to, like with Jed and Ed and Asia and um, Carmita, that they didn't say stuff that we were just like, oh, wow. But it was just like, yeah, then my grandmother was murdered. It was just like, I'm sorry. When I go to pass by that, like nothing ever happened. Just say what you just said. (laughs) Exactly. You can't just skate over that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was the first one that did. And then after that, it just kept on everybody. Almost actually. Yeah. What's actually interesting is his whole demeanor while he was kind of talking about that. So calm and chill. Like and he was he was bright with it too, and he just kind of just spoke through it as as though um it it, it didn't really rock him. You, you know you know who that reminds me of? Who? Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Was, no, no, we did we did thing. tell him that yeah. after the cameras cut, we were like, "You remind us of our dad." Yeah. Like, have something that tragic happen to you, and you're and not just, flinch. Yeah, not even that you you don't flinch, but you're able to smile through it all, and I yeah. think. It'd be one of those things where like and I, th- I think that we can say that that's a lesson we can we can take from Cameron mm-hmm. despite all the stuff that he went through that kid had a smile on his face and so much so he said hey I want to help others like to go through the stuff that he went through and for him to say that I am not going to let it affect me because I know I have a mission out here I know I have yeah. a purpose out here like that's yeah. incredible it's not even yeah. like he smiled. It was. It wasn't just the smiling. It was the fact that you could see like peace around him. Mm-hmm. That Hello. he was. He was okay. And sorry, Daniel. Like another thing too that I took from Cameron was he grew up in two different like let's say cultures and households, right? But like when we asked him that question about like whose faith does like I forgot the question. 
that can you say like he resembles the most? Mm. And he said his dad, even though he was with his dad for let's just say a short like period of time. Yeah. His dad had a big impact on him. And I think we can say the same thing. Like we spend time with daddy all the time. And honestly, daddy has a big impact on every single one of us because like Cameron, very chill, very calm. And it's like, how can you be like this in a situation? Although I would, you I know? would say that I can only imagine the initial hurt. Mm-hmm. Right, when it happened and this actually kind of takes me to something my wife said um where she my, my wife spoke about mental health and it's okay to feel hurt sometimes it's it's mm. okay to have be in that um area where you're essentially mourning and it doesn't have to be mourning over death you're just kind of mourning over um something terrible things that are happening in life it's okay to have that moment of mourning but just like uh cameron you have to be able to bounce back and you got to be able to have people that you can talk to you got to be able to um spring back up from and say, hey, I'm not going to let this affect me. Yes, I had this momentary time of being sad and being hurt and being upset, but that's okay. You can have those tears, but we yeah. can endure. You know, um, one thing though, joy comes in the morning. We can say that for everybody that has been on this podcast mm. because some of them have gone through some things, but they never allowed it to kind of like keep that's them down. Right. Like for a moment, they were in that space and they like they kind of was mourned like you were saying in that period but then also in that moment they realized Christ was with them in that moment so they kind of like allowed Jesus to kind to guide them out and then when they're out their faith is much stronger now you mm-hmm. know and then now they're moving on yeah oh i got so, something but go ahead you i, I kind of want us to maybe even take this even further like i'm, I'm sure someone was probably on the docket um for for us to talk about mental health because we knew we all know that that was like a common yeah. theme mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. all the episodes but I, so i want us to speak on that a little bit more because that is one thing that it is so scarce in the African culture. Yeah. We don't talk about mental health. No, what what are you talking about? You 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 need to go dang depressed. Yeah. What what what, <laughs> what 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 is depressed? But it's it's such it's such an important thing because and like honestly, you know, for all of our African listeners, like you, you guys have to admit it is something because I'm African and I will admit it is something that we tend to not shine a lot of light on. Yeah. And it's, it, it can become hurtful because you don't want to talk about it because you're right. African. It's like, man, I'm African. I shouldn't be going through this. Let me just keep everything well, bottled in. Yeah, um, and that's not you know good I mean? because the devil then can use that to even isolate you and keep you pushed down. Whereas if you voice it out and it's like, God, I need help. This is what's yeah. going on. And you talk to somebody, you get help. Sometimes it's okay to go to like... um uh, a therapist to talk and like to get help, you know, and all that stuff. But in African community, Judas, like right from what we've experienced, um, mental health is not spoken about a lot in, you know, um, the African community. I don't know. It was Daniel. Daniel, uh, we remember you came over. I think it was last um, one Sunday, yeah, and we were Sunday. watching an African movie. And you asked the question: When we see somebody who's meant like um, I'm mad, 
like has gone mad like on the street you know and mommy daddy explained that sometimes it's spiritual and sometimes it's just you it's know literally just mental health like mental health and it's like the moment they step out that's it like you're not gonna find them you know whereas like there needs to be facilities that needs to be able to help these people because some of them even on spiritual we know what to do when it comes to that aspect but some people where it's just mental they also need facilities to help yeah but even even the spiritual we cannot you know shun the fact that it is still important to get that physical help too yes if it's a spiritual thing it is also affecting you physically as well i think going into a mental and you know institution is just as important for a spiritual attack as the prayer and and things like that that's what i'm saying right so here's here's what i think right so i think a lot of times Christians and especially African Christians, we are afraid to talk about our anxiety and our depression and our worries because the Bible said, be anxious for nothing, right? But yeah. in everything, by prayer and petition <laughs> with thanksgiving and present your request to God. So we get we get stuck on that. Um I I and and I believe that that Philippians passage wholeheartedly. I, I do. Uh, Proverbs 12, 25 talks about an anxious heart uh, weighs a man down, mm-hmm. but kind words cheer him up. So what does that mean? What does that means that they, when you have an anxious heart, that's not a bad thing. It's like saying you will get sick, but you need to have, medicine yep. for that sickness right that then that sickness is kind words mm-hmm. right so if if the medicine don't, is kind words right exactly if you don't have those kind words in your life we need to acknowledge that you need those kind words in your life because a lot of time when we keep pushing anxiety and depression under the rug what we're doing is we're trying to say that they don't exist and they don't matter Mm-hmm. But that's not what the Bible said. If they didn't exist and they didn't matter, the Bible wouldn't talk about it. In all honesty, right? I kind of but, sort of d- disagree on the aspect of you saying that having an anxious heart is not a bad thing. Me, no, pers- no, 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 no. I did not say it's not a bad thing. I, that's not what I said. I said it will it will come. It's reality. I saying don't feel anxious is not reality. So I'm saying it. The reality is you will get anxious, but there needs to be the remedy. other side of that. A remedy. A remedy. Yeah, see, that. yeah, that's what I was going to say. That in life we have anxieties in life, like things are going to come because even the Bible says offense will come. You know, but it's more so what are you going to do when they come. I think that's kind you know? of you're both kind of in the same realm here. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying because I thought he said that it's not a bad thing. I was going right. to basically okay. say what he said. Yeah. Go ahead, Jude. This this might necess- not necessarily match up, you know, exactly with what you guys are saying, but it's like in terms of like sin, we're all human. The Bible says we're human. We all fall short of the glory daily. It doesn't mean we necessarily look to be sinful or we're trying to be sinful, but these are the things that happen. So therefore, yeah. we, I feel like, like when it says we're sinful, it's almost like you're prone to sin because you're human. You are prone to sin. That's why we need Jesus. Which is why the Bible says to crucify the flesh daily. Daily, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and the same thing with the anxiety. Be anxious for not. That's that's God telling you. Hey, guess what? 
I know you're going to feel anxious. I know you're going to feel anxiety. But when that happens, turn to me. Yeah, because yeah. he's saying be anxious for nothing. He's not saying that like, hey. Anxiety's not going to come. Yeah, he's not saying anxiety is definitely not going to come. He's just how like everybody's been saying how you react to it. So can I pose a question now? Yeah. Right. Is, is, it, is it the same as this? Because I was going to add something to this. Yeah, but you can add it first. So, Well, I was going to say, what do we all think about the life of David? All right. Did David go through depression? 100%. Mm-hmm. He did. A man was being chased. His <laughs> <laughs> wife is. Danger. If he was not depressed, that would <laughs> yes. have been... And, and looking over his shoulder. Exactly. And how do we know he got depressed? Because he told us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every, like, one of the things I love about the Psalms is everybody's, oh, this, the book of Psalms is beautiful, how God saves. But if you take each book of Psalms... Jesus! <laughs> if, if, you take, if you take the book of Psalms... The first part of each of those books is like, man, this is depressive as heck. Yeah. Psalm 23. How does Psalm 23 start off? A lot of, a lot of the, the Lord lot, is my shepherd. I a lot shall of the, not want. A lot of the chapters is like David saying, God, these people are out here trying to get me. Oh, they're trying to kill me. Like, I'm just like, yo, David, if you're trying to encourage and me. And I was trusting you. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, but it, always, it always ended in that. It, does right? always. it always ended with, mm-hmm. oh, the, you know, Saul is trying to kill me. This lions is out here to get me and this. And if you stop there, you'd be like, Psalms is a... <laughs> I'm so depressed. <laughs> it's a really bad book. Right, but we always ended it with by you or God, mm-hmm. right? And that's where the kind words, the cheerful words come in, right. right? So I think from African point of view, I'm not saying what our, our elders think is wrong, but I think sometimes they just think that, well, where are your kind words? If no one is saying it to you, say it to yourself. When you're right. depressed, how are you going to say that to yourself? That's exactly. Like, it helps. Exactly. Well, before, though, because I know Daniel wanted to say something. Yeah, yeah no, I just want to pose a, uh, it might be a simple question, it might not. Um, would you say that anxiety is then necessary? Well, it, it's it's only necessary by how it ended or how, how you... It's necessary it. if it brought you closer to God. Because mm. okay. like, the reason why it came to mind was because um, we all know Israel Houghton. He made a song called uh, Still Standing, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember he at the end of the song, yeah, he talked about a toy that he had where you'll punch, you punch it, it comes go down and come back because it was yep. weighted on the bottom, right? Yep. And that weight was necessary for the toy to come back to up. bounce back so but, like in me it, for me when i heard it's like it's almost like oh in life when you go through these anxieties when you go through these problems those are necessary and that's why in I'm all honesty i i think okay it's more like this in life right that we live a lot of things are going to come our way right because it's life challenges is going to come life is not smooth sailing because if we're smooth sailing none of us will grow you know, but I think the weight on a bottom, like it's from that song, I see of it as in what your foundation is, what you're grounded in. So anxiety is going to come. Offense is going to come. Challenge is going to come. Storms are going to come. Right. So when all of these are happening to you and you get a hit left and right, 
what is holding you anchored? Mm. You know, because all those things, I don't think like it's like it's necessary. I think it's one of those things where it's in life, it's going to come. So what about a different analogy where you take um, a ball filled with air, the deeper underwater it goes, the higher up is going to be when you let it go. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. when you push it down. Have, have we, yeah, when you have you ever put a bottle ball a ball underwater and it comes back yeah. up? So the deeper. So again, it kind of goes back to. So does that mean getting taken deep underwater or getting taken through anxiety? Is that what is that what's necessary? Well, to I come up. To I I'll, I'll be hesitant to say that because it's necessary. Then the Bible said that He used God will use what the enemy meant for bad. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean. That 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 passage actually came from the story of Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. In that story, maybe it was necessary in that story, right? Because we all know the story of Joseph. Anybody who mm-hmm. said they like Joseph, I want to I want to punch because Joseph was an arrogant. Joseph was pretty arrogant. Misguided. <laughs> he really was. He, he had right. it coming. <laughs> no, no, no. I, when I went back and I read it again, I'm like, yo, this dude, is he? Mm. I'm not going to lie to you. If I were his big brother, I would have punched him a long time ago. I think, okay, you guys are going to be upset with me. I think Joseph was immature and he didn't, he wasn't, because you know how like sometimes when God reveals something to us, right? We were always taught, say don't say anything, pray about it, go through. He he out here letting it loose. Like you guys were bowing oh, down to me. <laughs> Uh, Y'all was on the ground and I was raised up. Okay. <laughs> You're calling him immature. You're basically saying he was behaving childish, right? Tell me that you haven't wanted to hit a child when they they, they come to you and they act up a certain way. Like, oh my goodness. If it was not illegal for me to sock you right now, I would so do it. Here's the thing, Docus. Here's the thing. You say immature. And and to some extent, you're right. To right. some extent, but you're right. But but here's it, that wasn't that whole you guys are gonna bow down to me wasn't the only thing that the Bible said he did. He oh, was I ta- know he was a tattletale. I look, that's what I'm saying. This look, is also I'm very just saying true. in that aspect, he did tell on his brothers a lot. You know, you know what you know, did he not end up in a ditch? Yeah, yeah. But, but do you but, know what but, the crazy but, thing is? I'm sorry. But, I was, I was gonna, go ahead. What, what what I'm trying to say, sorry, sorry, Daniel. That's fine. What I'm trying to say is in his situation. He needed to be at the bottom of a pit before he can be in a palace. Like to be humble. My my debut album right now. Right. <laughs> he needed he needed to be in prison before he can mm. be in palace. Yeah, because right? when I when I first read it, I was like, wait, hold up. This scripture starts with Joseph at the top. Like he got the coat of many colors. Yeah. Like it started with him basically at the top. So it was almost like, all right, God, God needs to bring you kind of, you know, humble you humble a little bit and then have you come up. But, but we can't right. put that situation to every situation. No, not every situation. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I am of, I've heard people say this. There's a reason why rich people, wealthy people, well-to-do people sometimes get looked down upon, especially in this country. If you have money, if you come from money, people don't really like you very much, mm-hmm. right? Because they think you're spoiled. Arrogant. Yeah, you didn't work for you. You're arrogant. What'd you say? Right? No, he said, no, we're not going to, we're not going to listen to what he said. But, um, but, 
the 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 real issue is a, is a character issue, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a it's your heart issue. It doesn't yeah. matter what hardship you went through, right? Now, you can, there's people that go through hardship and they still fail, right? Right? There's some people. I'm not hurt him, you know. There's some people that that goes through hardship. And still make it through. Yep. Right? They still come out of the other end. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who have basically were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. The world handed to them on a silver platter. And I have a friend, I have a close, dear friend of mine like that. Right? Who money was not a problem. Right? Money was not a problem. You know, sh- I'm, this oh, person had cars. I hope they didn't complain a lot. Right? No, but this is this person is one of the most hard working people that I know. Mm. This person knows how to control their their character, their money. Like they are all around really, really good people. If that's the case, I think it goes back to what Dirk has said about foundation. Like if you have uh, people who have taught you well, if you have people who have instilled in you uh, goodness, um, even if you come from money or even if you, you know, were born born with a, a silver spoon in your mouth, like you're still gonna like train up a child but they would go when they get older, they would go that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it goes back to what you said, Dirk, is about just having that good foundation in your life. Yeah, and one thing to go back to what um, Nakia was saying um, that a person's character goes a long way because when God is looking for people, right, you may be the most hardworking person in the church or at the office or wherever you are. But if you don't have a good heart, if you don't have good character, personality, then God is not able to mold you, mm-hmm. you know, because if you don't have certain characteristics, you know, you won't be able to lead God's people the way he wants you to lead them. You know, he needs you to be able to have integrity. He needs you to be able to be able to hold your tongue, like hold your anger. And even if you have to speak on a situation, there's a certain way in which, you know, you can speak, you know, whereas like, um, who can I use an example? Like David, I remember uh, when we talk about David from the Bible, I remember I always you know, like he always said, went back to God, always said, went back to God. And remember I asked mom one question, like, you know, like, and dad, like something about David. And they basically said, did you see his end? Like, did you see David's end? Because he's like, you know, he was humble. And then he started doing all these things when he was in that position. But was his anointing the same as what he began with? You know, so it's like um, you're shaking your head. No, as think about it. Was David ever the same after Bathsheba? No. He w- So it's like when it comes to like when you go through certain things, it's how it, the end result is what God cares about. Because I remember a few years ago, I went through, you know, some situation and daddy and mommy literally sat me down and daddy basically told me 
He was like, when you're being tested, God does not necessarily care about the process. He cares about, no, he doesn't care about the end. He cares about the process. Because, yeah, yeah, because the process is what builds character. The process is what makes you humble. The process is where, you know, you get integrity, you get um, uh, like other great characteristics that will make you of good use to God, you know, because he already knows the end. So it's like he's watching you through the, are you going to go to Christ when you're going through stuff? Mm. You know, he's looking at that, too. And so when dad, when daddy said that in my head, it kind of like shifted the way in which I thought, then it's like, okay, he's the author and the finisher of my faith. And he's already written my book. Right. So the process is what I need to go through. Yes, damn. So I, I'll pose another question. What would you say to, I mean, since we're, it's a show about PK, but this can kind of go to everybody. What would you say to those who they're going through the process, they understand the process, but they are just tired. Like I'm talking like they are worn down physically, mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally, and always possible. They're just worn out. I think that's where, I think that's where you need community around you. Yes. Mm. True. Right. Um, I know, our Christian faith is a personal one. I know the Bible says working on salvation with fear and trembling. And I get that. Um, but I think the Bible also says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints of the brethren or the mm-hmm. saints, right? True. Because because there's a there there is a purpose to that. Mm-hmm. You need other people around you. You need the elders in the church to lay hands on you. You need relationships. You you, you need relationships. You cannot. I mean, God. So if you, I'm, not, I'm not trying to preach, but if you look in the book of Genesis, right? If you look at creation. God turned around. God the Father turned around and look at the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ and said, let's make people in our image. Mm-hmm. So they make things. And then they made living thing. They made trees that are living thing that can make other trees with seeds. Then mm-hmm. they make animals that can make other animals. And then they make human beings that can make human beings and then said, go ahead, make other people. Multiply. Multiply. It, this God that we serve seems like a God who likes community mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a god who in the book of leviticus if you ever if you ever want a fun book of the bible to read for fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for fun <laughs> oh man the things in that book read, read the book of leviticus this is a god who literally commanded people to have fun yeah mm-hmm. told people you will rest mm-hmm. yeah. told people on this day, I don't care what you do, you right. will rest. Don't pick up nothing. Don't Chill. pick up nothing. Yeah. And not only that, there's a year of Jubilee. He said, when yep. this time comes, guess what? You're going to party. And I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you exactly how you're going to party. You're going to kill this excellent number of goats. A lot, by the way. Yeah, you're going to kill this excellent number of 
kitchen guy. Let's go. Right? You're going to make this food? Oh, and this food, you're going to make it this way. Like, he gave step-by-step instructions on how to have fun in community. So God created us. It's almost a cliche. God created us to be in community. So if someone is, and I think, again, going back to the beginning, when someone is struggling, someone is depressed, someone feels not all there, the, 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 the church member, the elders in the church are coming around and saying, what are you doing? Are you asking for help? Are you, are, you, are you asking for it? Because in their head, you are in the situation you're in because you're not plugging in into the community. And I know, I've been around people who are depressed, right? I've, I've, I've experienced a, a, a few bouts of it in my, in my day, right? And sometimes they're not thinking that, mm-hmm. right? I, I heard someone make this suggestion that when you're close to the situation, you don't know. When you don't brush your teeth for three days, you don't know your breath stinks. Somebody Although else knows. And then somebody else. right close to your mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Right? Your nose is right there. But you don't know your breath stinks. Why? Because you're so close to the situation. Mm-hmm. Right? You need someone outside you to, to help with that. Breath so, so I think... We need someone outside of us to help us through our depression. What we get, on the other hand, is criticizing, criticizing, and shaming. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it becomes this cyclical thing that why are you shaming me for something I'm going through? Right. Or you want to know something interesting? Go ahead. Tying this back to our guest that we've had, all of them saying they've never felt any pressure or anything from within. But from without, from without, it 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 tells me that like, yes, you need to reach out to other people around you. But it's also those the the. the but you have to be careful how far out you go. Yeah, yeah. Keep your circles. Yeah, all, that that all. is that is the thing. It matters so much how far you go because just as we were saying, our immediate family, even though, yes, you know, we have our parents, we have our siblings, we even have our close friends who never made us feel pressure to be PKs, to be this thing that we did not ask for, but it was just tossed onto us. We never got pressure from them, but we did get pressure from the people who were further out that circle, who stand outside that circle looking at us saying, ooh, I see everybody in that circle. Sometimes even standing outside the church. That's what I'm saying. You need to be more like the people that I'm looking at, the rest the rest of the other people that I'm seeing inside your circle. But that puts so much pressure on us that, like, you know, all the things we're saying, we tend to just be like, I'm just going to hold on to this. I'm yeah, gonna- you know, one thing, like, um, to go back to what you guys are saying, um, like, not just speaking on unity, on community and stuff. One thing is, God delights God. He delights when he sees unity among his people, mm-hmm. you know, where, cause when you read Psalms th- uh, 133, it says like, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Yeah. And when one thing is the devil hates unity. So it's like the further the devil can take you away from your community, then it's like, he's, he's basically getting ready to strike you. 
you know? So when like the question that Daniel asked, what do you do when you're tired? Cause I've been there before when you're tired, you don't know what to do. You don't, you know, the people around you can help build you up, pray for you when sometimes you don't feel like praying, you know, they're the ones that it's like the phone call that comes when you're going through something and it is like, God purposely made this person call me, you know, just to kind of like uplift me, you know? And one thing like, um, what does Daniel always say? Like the greatest lie, the devil. Yeah. The greatest lie that the devil told is that he doesn't exist. You know, it's almost the same thing as he wants you to forget that God is there, Mm. you know? So in the midst of the storm, and we can tell from across the board, everybody we've had, Jesus was there with them. You know, sometimes they didn't see it or feel it. But then as time goes on, they kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to my foundation. Mm. You know, what do I know? You know, and it's like the parents have taken time to nurture that foundation in them. So that when things happen where they had to basically be isolated from you know, those around them, it's like, okay, you, technically you're not alone. You're on Mount Zion. You are in the company of innumerable angels and you're with Christ. So technically it's like the devil wants you to forget that you are in a community when actually you are in a community. Yeah. I don't know if y'all get what I'm trying to say. You said a lot of but we get you. <laughs> Ask your question. You're annoying. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch things up a little bit. You know, I wanna, I wanna answer it first. I'm gonna ask the question. And I'm gonna ask. The question. Okay, how you gonna? Ask- <laughs> I don't care. That's how I'm choosing to do it. Okay. So we've we've had you know this uh, you know decent amount of podcasts. We've talked to all these different people. Which one do you feel like? made you like and we enjoyed all of them but come on we gotta admit it just as how before just as how before we mentioned that oh you know which one of them spoke to you the most that that's how we kind of started this episode now i want to say i want to hear which one do you feel like you had a lot of fun doing with me it was precious (laughs) you know you know you know, with the season one, you guys can't really see us. All we're doing is just kind of posting the audio. First of all, this girl showed up <laughs> all dolled up with her bonnet and everything. I'm just like, all right, well done, Precious. That's how you do it. Just be yourself, feel relaxed. But from beginning to end, Precious was yo was so much fun. We had so so much laughter, and I learned so much from you know what she had to say. So like, when you which which one stood out to you guys is like. Man, that was a fun time. Mm. That was hard to choose. Man. I had multiple. Right? It's so hard to choose. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't really listening to you guys talking before. I was just trying. Oh, to- that's cold blooded. <laughs> Very cold blooded, Daniel. Very. I'm just kidding. Call you, know, you Daniel. I would say. I would say. Um, for me, this meant don't. I loved and I enjoyed. Listen to my two sister-in-laws talk. Oh, thank you. Right. Now you um, make me feel bad for not picking the one with my wife. <laughs> your wife and your sister-in-law. You make me feel bad. The thing is, I was actually going to choose my wife as well. I, I, didn't, I didn't pick the one with my own wife in it. No. And, it, was and, clear, and, it was clear for, that that was number one. That's why I went to Precious as my number yeah. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, Jude, yeah. okay. Yeah. Save yourself. <laughs> but but, but here, here's the reason why. I enjoy because 
um, I, I would name it. I haven't been around since you started dating and being around your wives. So I haven't really gotten a chance to really sit and talk with them. I mean, when I moved to the East Coast, you know, whatever that is, but when I move, it's a why not if, and I'm closer to y'all, we're going to do a lot of family gatherings because my wife loves family gatherings and we're going to do family gatherings. So y'all better buck up. Pizza night? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but night. But but I, I really enjoy listening to Asian community share a little bit of their story. I... It, it was eye-opening for me. I thought you said and Asian Carmita. Wait, what? I thought you said Asian It sounded Carmita. like it, right? Asian like, Carmita? That, I heard Asian Carmita. Oh, like, but you I, said Asia and Carmita. Asia and Carmita. Um, and it was really cool to hear Carmita talk about what, honestly, we don't talk about at all, mm-hmm. which is the mental health. And she was the first to bring it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you know, she's a psychologist. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so it was really, really cool to kind of hear them talk. As far as laughing all the way through on the edge of my seat, um, just I will, I will honestly say the first one with the four of us. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we we had so much. That's why it was like an hour and a half long, right? Oh man, I completely forgot about. That. Didn't we start that off with? Oh, now let's talk about the cow in the room. Yeah, the, the elephant in the room, and someone said, "Like oh, the goat in the room." I punch, yeah. I punch you the goat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, From beginning to end, that one was very and, exciting. And, right. and for everybody listening out there. I love hanging out with my siblings. It's we don't get to do it very often because we Please all prefer we are <laughs> 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 we are all professionals and we all got jobs and you know three of us are married and one of us is you know um, so um, two of us are parents. <laughs> By the way, you guys, that was Jude in the back. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, smooth. One of us are married and one of us is, uh, you know. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh man. And then when, when, when you get all of us together in one room. Now, if you think all four of us are crazy, we are. Get all four of us with our parents in the room. Oh, yeah. It's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Nobody can hear each other talk. <laughs> and for those of you who, you know, view Pastor Herbert as, you know, the senior pastor, so he's like a solemn, like, oh, yeah, get him in the room with his with, kids. With his kids. <laughs> and he's one of the funniest. <laughs> Honestly, that's one of my favorite memories from growing up. Like when my, uh, I remember once we had like a blackout, and then Daddy would just light tell off. funny. St- it's called light off. What is the blackout then? Doom saw. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, literally, Daddy would just tell stories and jokes, and we'll laugh, and it will fall asleep, wake up. Oh, I'm also lights. You know, the light is on. Translation, and then we just go back to bed. And I, I just love that. 
No, the best parts was definitely when Dad got that piano out, and we were just saying. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I hate it when the piano came out because that just means one, I can't watch my TV no more, and two, I'm about to be forced to sing. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Man, all right, uh, Dorcas and Daniel, so we can wrap up. Um, I'll go next. Um, so I have multiple. Oh my goodness, it's so hard to choose. You gotta pick one. Of course, um, you know, when the four of us, the first episode, and of, like family, basically. But I have to say, like, on the edge of our seat laughing. Ooh, that's tough. No, Rhoda no was either. pretty fun to record. Rhoda was pretty fun to record. Um, she was. She, because she just said things on the fly. And that girl has no filter. No filter. <laughs> the, the look on her face, like she'll be serious about it too. But the best just, people to, uh, to have a conversation with. In all honesty, yeah, she's like you can have a conversation with her for hours because she was like she was an open book, and she was super funny. Um, um, who else? Cameron was fun to record too because it was like oh, like she's picking everybody. Mm-hmm. I said pick mm-hmm. one. She's about to go through every single. Yeah, person. I'm sorry. Well, episode okay, one. But, <laughs> but I gotta say, our episode was fun to record because it was just like we were just laughing all the way through, and it, like my brother said, we are a hoot to be around. Come hang we, around us. We are a hoot and a half. We got add a half to it. Yeah, Daniel. All right. So my definite favorite one. Well, the most fun I would say is the one that we're doing right now. Oh, you mm-hmm. suck. I can't stand you, Daniel. <laughs> because. He's the guy that picked that. Oh, my. <laughs> Because. Um, I, I was going to say our very first episode with us, but that very first episode was us going into this without having knowledge of anybody that we've spoken to. Um, but now we've come in and we've listened to um, everybody's podcast. Um, we listened to it. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> That's something you want to admit. <laughs> but so you, to people that you want to actually listen <laughs> to our podcast. I listen to all yeah. of them. And I just, I just love the... Well, you edited them. Um, <laughs> I hope so. I, I just kind of love the difference in opinions and the, 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 the growth in our minds and our thinking and the fact that, like we said in the beginning, like we thought we went through some stuff, but then now we've gone through, uh, I guess... I can't say 12 episodes because the first one was us as well. So 11 episodes of other people talking about stuff. And it's like, yo, mm. we we went through it. But some of these other people have I'm really not gonna gone lie. through it as well. Mm-hmm. I've been, and on I've top gone of, home. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You got there. You got I was going to say, and on top of that, uh, the fact that we wasted so much time even before we started recording this <laughs> because <laughs> we just can't stop talking. Yeah, mind you guys. We we were on here at six thirty. We didn't start recording until almost seven thirty. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. And you know, one thing though that I love um, about us, even though we have a difference in opinion, and even and yes, we do fight. But like, we laugh. Wait, about whoa, whoa, it later. we fight. Man, I don't buy you. I don't fight. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Okay. All right. Yeah. Get out too. He's such. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you guys, my big brother. I I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. But um, yeah, let's wrap it up. Hey, we wrap it up, Jude. We'll wrap it up. 
Dave Chappelle, like Dave Chappelle, the wrap it up box. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I like I had so much fun recording. Um, there were times where like mommy and daddy they did listen to our podcast, you know. Shout out to them because <laughs> they really did listen to the episodes. And for some of the ep- um Jude, stop. <laughs> and for some of the people, I'm like, I go home and I'm like. I thought we went through stuff like Oscar music. Come on. We <laughs> Judas playing the violin with the fingers. Well, just, that's because get to the point. I was getting to the point, but you guys are doing all of these stuff. You guys have to stop. That was the point. You the, point the point is the fact yeah. that I go to my parents. Sephoros. Yeah, we go to I go home and I'm like I'm grateful for what we went through because after seeing what other people went through, I don't know if I personally would have been able to survive what they survived. So you know I think we're not paying for studio time for this. We're, you just drop something, Dorcas. No. No. Some, good. Somebody then. Hey, um, <laughs> you're the only one in the room. <laughs> because I heard a noise, but it wasn't from me. It was from one of I y'all. Just got that. <laughs> Hey, this is maybe we should change the, the podcast to the Sephoras. Um we might have to do one called the Sephora. Hey, um it's 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 been one heck of a journey. It's been real and, and we will come at you strong season two. Uh season Ooh. two. We're not we're not just gonna focus on PKs. We're gonna we're gonna actually pick topics yeah. that we're gonna cover. And we're gonna invite. We're gonna invite. Why are you talking? Thank you. Saying who knows? They might see our faces. (sighs) Okay. You wasted that to do to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, we are very excited, and I and I want to leave you with this. And we've talked a lot about mental health stuff today. You know, the Philippians talk. uh, The Philippians talk about be anxious for nothing, right? But in everything. With, with with Thanksgiving, make your prayers be known to God. Um, whatever it is you're going through right now, whether you're a pastor's kid, whether you're you're not a pastor's kid, whether you're a churchgoer, you're not a churchgoer, you stumbled on this podcast, someone someone referred you here. Uh, know that God loves you. Know that you are a hundred percent created to be a person after His own heart. So we want to leave you with that, that please do not be anxious for anything. But if you ever feel like you're going through anxiety, the Bible say that a cheerful word will lift your spirit. And if you can't say that cheerful word yourself, find a community that will do that for you. We are so grateful that you went on this journey with us. We love you. Um, as we always do, if you ever, um, if you ever feel like you've been called, to go to church, to find a church, House of Faith Ministries, New Jersey, 900 Edwin Street. Check it out. Um, it's an amazing church. If, you, if you're not comfortable going in person, they're still doing YouTube services um, at youtube.com uh, forward slash H-O-F-M-N-J. Um, we're grateful for you. Um, if you're in the San Diego area and you, and you want to visit us at our church, I go to All People's Church. Uh, great church, multicultural church, amazing 
Pastors Amazing Community. Uh, we are on 5555 University Avenue. All right, check us out. We love you. And um, we will see you next season. We have some great stuff coming your way. We're going to do video. We're going to have video drops for next season. Check us out on our um, on our Instagram. And we love you. And, and you, you've heard us say this words, love, peace, and chicken grease. It's, it's kind of like our thing uh, that we thing. say to each other. Uh, so stay within us. <laughs> yeah. Love, peace, and chicken, chicken grease. grease. Peace. peace. Peace out, A-Town. Oh, you had to do something stupid. All right, guys, that's going to do it for season one of Confessions of a Passes Kid. We had so much fun putting this podcast together for you guys, and we really hope that you guys enjoyed it. Now, there will definitely be a season two, so make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Confessions of PK and on Facebook at Confessions of a PK, so that way you don't miss out on a drop date. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you in season two. Peace.